Hi, this is Pastor Louisa from the Rock Community Church. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Our hope and prayer is that you discover more of who Jesus is. Hello and welcome to our Bible reading podcast. My name's Marika and we're going to be reading Matthew chapter 12 today. And we're not going to read the whole thing because it's very long. So you can finish it off yourself if you so wish. But um, yeah, we'll just get straight into it. So Matthew chapter 12. Jesus, Lord over the Sabbath. One Saturday on the day of rest, Jesus and his disciples were walking through a field of wheat. The disciples were hungry, so they plucked off some heads of grain and rubbed them in their hands to eat. But when some of the Pharisees saw what was happening, they said to him, Look, your disciples shouldn't be harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus responded, Haven't you ever read what King David and his men did when they were hungry? They entered the house of God and ate the sacred bread of God's presence violating the laws by eating bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. And haven't you read in the Torah that the priests violated the rule of the Sabbath by carrying out their duties in the temple on a Saturday, and yet they are without blame? But I say to you, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. If only you could learn the meaning of the words, I want compassion more than a sacrifice. You wouldn't be condemning my innocent disciples. For the Son of Man exercises his lordship over the Sabbath. Then Jesus left them and went into the synagogue, where he encountered a man who had an atrophied, paralyzed hand. The fault-finding Pharisees asked Jesus, Is it permissible to perform a work of healing on the Sabbath when no one is supposed to work? They only asked him this question because they hoped to accuse him of breaking the Jewish laws. He answered them, If any of you had a lamb that fell into a ditch on the Sabbath, wouldn't you reach out your hand and lift it out? Isn't a man much more valuable than a lamb? So of course, it's always proper to do miracles, even on the Sabbath. Then he turned to the man and said, hold out your hand. And as he stretched it out, it was restored exactly like the other. Immediately, the Pharisees went out and started to scheme about how they would do away with him. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he left by another way. Massive crowds followed him from there and he healed all who were sick. However, he sternly warned them not to tell others or disclose his real identity in order to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. Take a careful look at my servant, my chosen one. I love him dearly and I find all my delight in him. I will breathe my spirit upon him and he will decree justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or be found yelling in public. He won't brush aside the bruised and broken. He will be gentle with the weak and feeble, and to his victory releases justice. And the fame of his name will birth hope among the people. Jesus frees a demonized man. Then a man was brought before Jesus who had a demon spirit that made him both blind and unable to speak. Jesus healed him instantly, and he could see and talk again. The crowds went wild with amazement as they witnessed this miracle. And they kept saying to one another, could this man be the Messiah? But when the Pharisees overheard what the people were saying about the miracle, they said, he cast out demons by the power of Satan, the prince of demons. Now, Jesus supernaturally perceived their thoughts and motives. So he confronted them by telling them this parable. Any kingdom that fights against itself will end up in ruins and any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. 
So if Satan casts out Satan, he's making war on himself. How then could his kingdom survive? So if Satan empowers me to cast out demons who empowered your exorcists to cast them out, go and ask them. For what they do proves you're wrong in your accusations. On the other hand, if I drive out demons by the power of the Spirit of God, then the end of Satan's kingdom has come. Who would dare enter the house of a mighty man and steal his property? First he must be overpowered and tied up by one who is stronger than he. Then his entire house could be plundered and every possession stolen. So join with me, for if you're not on my side, you are against me. And if you refuse to help me gather the spoils, you are making things worse. This is why I warn you, for God will forgive people for every sin and blasphemy they have committed, except one. There is no forgiveness for the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. If anyone speaks evil of me, the Son of Man, he can be forgiven. But if anyone contemptuously speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven, now or ever. Only good trees bear fruit. You must determine if a tree is good or rotten. You can recognize good trees by their delicious fruit. But if you find rotten fruit, you can be certain that the tree is rotten. The fruit defines the tree. You who are known as the Pharisees are rotten to the core. You've been poisoned by the nature of a venomous snake. How can your words be good and trustworthy if you're rotten within? For what has been stored up in your hearts will be heard in the overflow of your words. When virtue is stored within, the hearts of good and upright people will produce good fruit. But when evil is hidden within, those who are evil will produce evil fruit. You can be sure of this. When the day of judgment comes, everyone will be held accountable for every careless word he has spoken. Your very words will be used as evidence against you, and your words will declare you either innocent or guilty. So we might stop there. So yeah, if you want to continue on, feel free to read. But um, yeah, we're just going to stop there. Why don't you just take a moment to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you um, about what he wants to reveal to you out of that passage? Because he's definitely, there's definitely something in there that he wants to be speaking to you about. So why don't you just take a moment to, to do that? I know for myself, I'm really challenged by the Pharisees. You know, they let their legalistic views and understanding of Scripture and the Sabbath act as an excuse excuse to help them from helping those around them. And, you know, I may not use the Bible um, as an excuse to not help people, but I definitely make other excuses. You know, I'm too tired or I don't have time or I just can't be bothered or I've done that before, you know, or things like that. And I just need to be continually reminding myself that I'm on this earth to show the words, the works and the ways of Jesus. And Jesus always showed kindness by helping people. So yeah, that's what um, I think the Holy Spirit is speaking to me about, but I'm sure there's something different for you. So why don't you just take a moment to ask him to reveal that to you. And I'm just going to pray. Hey, Jesus, we just thank you for this amazing passage that you've, um, you've gifted to us. And I just pray that you would um, speak to us through what we've read and that it would just stay on our minds throughout our day or our evening or whatever, whatever time of the day it is, God. And I just pray that you would just continue to speak to us through that and that we would um, really take into heart and action something out of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Don't miss future episodes. Click follow to subscribe and share with a friend. Have a great day.